my, my job is to somehow make them curious enough or persuade them by hook or crook to get more aware of themselves and where they came from and what they are into and what is already there and just to bring it out. This is what compels me to compel them. And I will do it by whatever means necessary. Welcome to the Black Girls Heal podcast, where we talk about healing our intimacy disorders, unresolved trauma, and building a healthy relationship with first ourselves and then others. Every episode, we will talk about advice you can apply today to break unhealthy patterns and grow in your self-worth. I'm Sheena Lachey, love addiction coach and trauma specialist. Let's begin. Hello, hello, and welcome to the latest episode of Black Girls Heal. So this is going to be a bonus episode. Y'all are going to get a few episodes, actually, because this came to me with a recent event, which I'm going to talk about in a second. And I had already had planned to really focus on episodes that are for healers, but around topics that everybody could listen to. Um, At the time that I'm recording this, the episode for today is up. um, And I shared in that episode, I'll be talking about burnout. Um, Burnout, we're going to have to push that a little bit later because this, when I looked at my calendar of topics, I just couldn't wait several months to, to discuss it. So today's episode is going to be about humiliation being a red flag. And I think people can read that title or hear that and be like, of course, duh, of course, humiliation is a red flag. But I think for many of us, it is something that we do not understand when someone is shaming us or degrading us as a partner or even as a family member or or a friend because our threshold is so high because our standards are so low. And that's not a knock on us. It's because people did not treat us in the way that we deserved. And those standards were never set and modeled for us. So we don't even realize when the problem is there. So it's really easy sometimes to look at what other people are going through and either judge them for, I don't understand how she could take that. And then when the same stuff is happening to us, there's a part of us that goes numb and there's some detachment from it. We will either minimize the impact of it or because we're so so ashamed that it's happening to us, we kind of feel frozen and we feel more dedicated to trying to fix it or not letting it bother us because we take the blame for something that we shouldn't be taking the blame for. So in today's episode, I'm going to be talking about what does humiliation look like in a relationship? What are some of the very subtle ways which are actually not subtle, but again, for those of us with lower thresholds, we may not even realize it that it is happening. And then also, um, I think I said why we why we may settle for, it and then also what it looks like. That's what we're going to talk about today. So let's go ahead and jump on in. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. Before we get started, let's take a small break to say thank you to this week's sponsors. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. Before we get started, let's take a small break to say thank you to this week's sponsors. Okay, so the event that inspired this, y'all know I really don't like to talk about celebrity news because celebrities are real people and we only know parts of what's happening and I really, really try to stay out of it and at times I slip on it, I, you know. I slip. Um, but this event happened and I sat on it for a minute, but the more I heard about it, the more I just couldn't, I couldn't not say something because it's something I see in the women that I serve. And I think just women in large in general. And so humiliation, subtle signs of humiliation. So I am going to talk about the event. I'm not going to use names, but y'all are most likely going to know what I'm referencing. So at the time I'm recording this, right now, one of the big buzzes in pop culture is that there are two news anchors, two co-anchors of a news program who were caught having an affair. Both people are married. And so there's a whole lot of buzz around that, right? And so what stuck out to me, though, is not necessarily the affair because we don't know what's happening in those relationships. We don't know who's with who and who's on a break or if people are fully together. 
and this is full of infidelity. And also we may never know. And also they may not even want us to know. So the part I want to hit on is these two co-anchors. One is, um, one identifies as a male and one identifies as a female. And the male is married to a woman. And one of the things that was dug up is a Facebook, and this is allegedly a post that this this person made. Uh, this Facebook post was dug up that he supposedly wrote for their anniversary a few years ago. And in the anniversary post, he shared how basically the a strong paraphrase of it is that he has been such a horrible husband, um, but his wife stuck it through. He gave her every reason to leave, but she's such a strong superhero black woman that she stayed and he's so grateful. And so here's to you. Like, and that post is so embarrassing and disrespectful because on a day that is meant to celebrate how amazing this person is, is an anniversary post or an anniversary declaration is supposed to celebrate what this person has brought into your life. It's supposed to celebrate gratitude. It's supposed to celebrate everything that they are. But he used that opportunity to display how much he has mistreated her throughout their time together, that he really tried really hard to push her away. And then on top of that, not that she's beautiful, not that she's changed his life, not that she's everything that he could have wanted and that he doesn't deserve her because of um, the energy and the livelihood and the transformation that she brings. You are a strong black superhero. <laughs> You're a strong black... <laughs> Y'all, I'm just... I... Hold on. I got to pause and look up exactly what it said. Hold, please. Okay, so... Supposedly, allegedly, this post, after he shares that she did everything, he did everything he could to push her away and give her many opportunities or many reasons, I guess, why she may want to leave. He says, but instead, with her built-in Black woman superpower, she shared grace and patience that's incomprehensible. And what I want to say to that is, you goddamn right, it's incomprehensible. I, hold on, let me back. Let me go back a second. I want to be clear that I've also been in this place as well. So this is not any judgment towards her. If anything, it is a righteous rage that I have in regards to this for not only what she experienced, but also what I've seen so many other Black women in my personal life experience, what I see my clients experience, what I see y'all talk about on social media and in comments and in emails and in DMs, the rage I have is how much love, kindness, tenderness, and forgiveness is misused, taken advantage of, mistreated, and discounted when these women should be given everything plus more because of how much they are willing to stand by and support their partners. Also, the rage that I have is how normalized struggle love can and has been seen as or represented in not only relationships in general, but especially in relationships involving Black women. And how at a moment where he can talk about how amazing she is, he points out this incomprehensible patience when all of the racist connotations of that on top of that is how much Black women have been demoralized and dehumanized and treated as mules and workhorses and not seen as feminine fragile, delicate treasures that should be protected. So there's multiple reasons why that post just like drives me up the wall. But at the very base and what we're talking about today is how embarrassing that is and how this man shared that on a public platform in front of millions of people 
and it stayed there, which is why we're able to still pull it up now, right? And so again, if this actually shared, but let's say this this is a fake post, right? We've had so many other examples of men who have completely embarrassed and humiliated humiliated their partners on public platforms from the person, I don't know, a few months ago or earlier this year or last year who said in a public post that his wife is not the most attractive person in the world or not the best person in the world, um, but he married her because of what she could do for him. And I and I even heard this from, and that person was a black guy, but I've also heard this from so many other men. I was listening to um, an interview the other day and the guy was um, interviewing a psychologist about relationships and he referenced his girlfriend and he said something similar. He said, you know, my girlfriend's not the most beautiful woman in the world, but, you know, and then he caught himself. He was like, oh, she's probably going to watch this. And it was like a live interview, so I guess he couldn't cut it out. And he was like, oh, well, um, you know, she's so, I mean, she's beautiful to me. Um, And then he like kept going. And I was like, ain't that a bitch? (laughs) Ain't, Ain't that a bitch? And for those of y'all who are kind of missing this, missing the point of severity, I know some of y'all are like, what the actual fuck? And some others of you are maybe kind of doing like a gymnastics, like kind of like, um, well, what if this is happening? Or what if she isn't really that beautiful? What if da 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 da? And here's the thing. The man, the person, no matter who it is, the person that you are sharing your body your mind, that you are bearing children with, that you are sharing money with, that you're sharing your spirit and your hopes and your dream with, that man better believe that you are the most precious thing on this world. And if he doesn't believe that, that is not a problem with you. That is a problem with him. Now, to be clear, if there are things happening outside of in the or inside the marital relationship that is causing a detachment and um, discord within the relationship, out yes, that needs to be fixed. But public displays of humiliation tells you and shows you that not only does he not value you, he does not care about protecting you. He does not care about protecting you. He is willing for either laughs, attention, or just ignorance to allow people to see you as less than, to see you as the consolation booby prize, to see you as a workhorse, to see you but not to see you as his queen. Here's something I want you to understand about men that I think everyone understands this. But men protect what they love. Men of all types, nerdy, jock, in between, artists, musicians, whatever it is that they love, they are protective about it. And they also like to brag about it. Again, no matter where they are in their insecurity or confidence level. You need examples? The nerdy gamer loves and is competitive and protective about his shooting stats, about his gaming stats. The nerdy guy who's a scientist protects his fossil and bug collections, real people who I know, right? The the jock is so protective over his own stats or the stats over his game. They love to brag about their electronics, their cars, um, how much money they make, the, the moves they're going to make about all the things that they feel like are, are assets to them in whatever place they are, they will not only brag about it, but protect it and talk about it as if it is gold. They will even, even when they kind of know um, they're not as good as the other people in the room, they may even um, fudge it a little bit to really emphasize, to really show off and make this thing that they hold true to them even bigger. So when a man takes you, again, the woman that he may be sharing his body with, or you're sharing your body with him, you may be having his child, giving or receiving money from him, cleaning his house, listening to him cry at night, holding his head when nobody else is there, 
um, listening to his deepest, darkest fears, praying for him at night, bringing things to his mama when she's sick, you know, whatever it is that you're doing for this man. And he takes that and plays in your face. And, you know, I, <laughs> I wish, a part of me is like, do I need to go back and re-record this in a more neutral place? But no, you, y'all, we're going to get this energy today because I need y'all to be riled up and to feel. I need you to feel how wrong this is. And I really need you to understand why you deserve better than that. And I want you to know that, again... I need to be clear because y'all know I, I'm one for keeping y'all accountable as well. I don't just say, oh, women are perfect and da 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 da. So if there's some if there's some smoke in the city and the relationship that is causing some discord, then there's that. But someone who that we have heard it said that men and women need two different things. Yeah, we all need connection, loves, you know, all that stuff. But when it comes to what makes each person feel seen and valued, it is colloquially said that women need love and men need respect. So love, love means to be adored, to be valued, to feel cherished, to feel special, to feel seen that that is that is how and and what that looks like in whatever relationship that may vary right talking about love languages or whatever else i heard someone talk about well there's a, a new love language of being being known okay whatever it is that's still someone knowing you and knowing how to love you and men need respect right so let's say the excuse is well my person's not just, he's not that romantic. Sometimes he talks without thinking and, you know, he's, you know, we've gone through some stuff. So he's just upset. All of like the kind of like backpedaling that we will do for, for this. And I want you to know that let's say he is a very logical person in their head. That man understands respect. That man understands how he would feel. If you did the same thing to him, that man understands rules of engagement. And again, going back to what I said before, men protect what they value, period. And it doesn't matter what you have gone through. When a man shows you that he is not willing to protect and provide for you, That is a red flag. And provision means covering. Provision means emotionally protecting you from harm and judgment from other people. Period. It doesn't matter what happens behind closed doors. If he takes that shit out to the street and lets other people see how you are going to dog, how he's going to verbally dog walk you or abandon you, that is, again, on him and not on your worth and value. So let me go ahead and talk about the reasons why we may not see when someone is doing this to us and then talk about some other signs of it. And then whatever else comes out as I talk about this, we'll do it. Okay. So here are some reasons we may not see it. Number one, poor modeling or a lack of modeling and representation. If we have grown up in settings or watched media and not had any not have not had any access to seeing how a healthy man will honor and uphold and cherish and verbally praise his wife, his partner, his girlfriend in front of others because of the love and care that he has for her because of the protection and vision that provision that he has for her and that way and in other ways as well it might not even be a concept on our on our page that it could even potentially happen we might say well that stuff only happens on the Cosby show <laughs> that only happens on on Nick at night that's not real life when my love 
that might not have been. <sighs> Let me pause. That might not have been the truth that you experienced because of the amount of hurt and trauma that was passed down through generations and also because that was normal and the people in your life and the people in your community, whenever people found partners, they they partnered with people who did the same thing that their families and that the other people around them did. So it just created a bigger community of people who just didn't know how to love and honor each other. People who cheated or had women on the side, um, people who just learned to go without any type of nurturance and care and love because they had a business together, the business being to raise the family and really love and care was, wasn't part of it. And love and care was just that they stayed and that it was learned to just keep your mouth shut and keep moving or that's just how men are and that's just how women are and don't be too sensitive and don't need all that stuff. You know, we don't have time for that. All the things that, depending on your background, you may have been taught and seen, right? And so that's why I see so many people where they ha- they are going into relationships with this belief that women are a certain way or men are a certain way. And if this is the best I can expect, because there's no such thing as positive or healthy men or positive or healthy women, then I'm just going to get what I can. And maybe I'll ask for this, but I'm not going to set my standards too high. But there are so many healthy men and partnerships out there. Men who are loving and sacrificing for their wives. Men who, when you talk about, when they talk about their wives, they light up. They um, are their ride or dies. That there is a quiet, steady love that they don't use for social media clout, right? And if people do that, you know, if you're a TikTok or Instagram couple, that's I'm not talking about you. I'm ta- I'm trying to speak to those people who feel that healthy relationships are all a show and they're going to end up cheating or struggling or whatever later on. And that there is such a thing as people who are so secure in their love, they don't need to prove it. You know, the the running joke is like anytime someone has a super long, you know, post about how much they love somebody, that means that there's a problem going on in the relationship. And again, that's the joke. But I'm not, the point I'm saying is that There are people who are living happily ever after, meeting and reconnecting and learning who their partner is year after year, moment after moment, and they continue to choose each other and they continue to grow together. That exists. And when I was thinking about doing this episode, I thought about that and how so many of us can be jaded because we can have these relationship heroes or people who we just thought were just so great, especially in this age of social media, especially in the age of TikTok, which is like basically... People vlog and share their whole lives and we get to know them. And then if their partner is on there, you know, we see in these 60 to three minute clips, three, 60 second to three minute clips, like these little vignettes, you know, when who knows if as soon as they get stop recording, you know, they're fighting, they're arguing, then they're they're doing it for brand deals or partnerships or just because one of the partners really likes the attention. Right. Um, and so we see that we see these people, they break up. And we're like, see, like the real love doesn't exist. And, you know, I, again, I don't know everybody's relationships, but I know the people that I serve and I know the people who do these types of things. And when they share, I remember there was one, one person and she came across my For You page um, post breakup. And I guess my For You page was like, Sheena wants to see how people recover from breakups, right? Which I do. I'm always interested in those dating and relationship stories. So that was on my For You page. So someone had asked her in like the question, how did you recover from this breakup? Y'all look so good together. What has this been like? And so the first several posts were about, you know, she's been like really like reading like spiritual books and like meditating and prayer. She didn't mention therapy, which I was like, okay, girl. All right. All right. That's fine. Every nobody, Everyone doesn't have to do therapy. I was actually just talking about, talking with one of my girlfriends that I feel like therapy is edging out of being the only way that people see support. And that is one of the options. I'm always going to go 10 toes down for therapy, but just understanding that there are other methods too. So as long as you're reaching out for support, have at it. Um, y'all, obviously I'm a coach, right? And I 
fully believe in that and I fully see the transformation that the women that work with me experience. So no, no knocking that. But my point is, as after she started talking about all these things that she's doing, some people were asking, well, were there any red flags? Because she was actually one of the people who did one of the trends on TikTok. For those of you who aren't on TikTok, usually there's like someone does something and then like there's like thousands of video who kind of copy the concept. There was a trend that was going around that this is how I know my boyfriend won't cheat on me or my partner won't cheat on me. And so it was those words and then it pointed to him like geeking out over lizards or something else like that and like um like very in a very endearing and um kind of dorky way he was like really like going in on it right and so she was like yeah so i realized and i understood that one of the things that i believed is that if a man is so I don't think she used the word socially awkward, but not like the typical like playboy, whatever, and has like this nerdy, dorky, endearing quality that he's safe when that's not the case. And so, so then the follow up question was like, well, what were some of the red flags? If there were any. And she said, so yeah, he used to be very critical with me and like call me names and he would yell at me when other people weren't around and he was very enmeshed with this mother and he went to her for everything and she didn't really like me. And then he would um, be really controlling and wouldn't really help me when I was sick and would make me pay for my medicine, even though he worked in finance. Um, and he kicked me out of my apartment. Once we broke up, they kicked me out and put all of my you know, things in a very unsecure place. I'm not going to say all the stuff because I don't want anyone to try to trace this back to who this person was. But um, like they just got rid of all my personal items, even though we had been together for like three or four years for a long period of time. And um, like he just completely discarded her um, and the mother assisted and the mother knew exactly what was going on. So I'm listening to that and I'm like, this fool gave you red flags from the beginning. And so this goes back to why I do what I do here and why I really try to get y'all to not live in fantasy and live with exactly who the person is showing you who they are right now. Right now, today, not who you think they could be, not how they were during your date on that Tuesday night for an hour before y'all started fighting, not your first date, even your first date. I just... I stand 10 toes down that people always show us who we are from the beginning and either we ignore it, it is within our little trauma pot and we're like, well, my mama used to do this so I can deal with it. I know how to handle that. Like, I know how to deal with that. That's not a big deal. I, I, got, I got tools for that. And we'll see this stuff and we'll just blow it off instead of realizing that these are red alarm bells and it's time for you to run. So going back to my point about, you know, these, everyone who talks about their love is fake. I just, I truly believe that one concept, one part of that is true, that we don't see everything that is happening in those relationships or just in public domain relationships, period, which means you are not privy to which of the couples are struggling from the beginning and trying trying to make it work because their trauma patterns match. And so they're like doing this love avoidant, love addicted pull. And part of what we see is the parts of where they're in like this honeymoon phase. And which are the ones that have connected off of values, off of each person do, has been doing their own type of healing work, whether or not it's personal development, therapy or whatever, that they are in charge of their emotional responses and that they communicate through their issues and that they are going to stand the test of time, right? Like, you don't know. All this to say, I really don't want anyone to give up on love because something that I've learned, and I may need to talk about this later, something that I've learned is that it doesn't, it doesn't matter how bitter and angry you try to make yourself, it is not going to erase the desire for you to want to be loved, For those of you who have been living in anger and bitterness, and I hate this, and I hate men, and I hate women, and da-da-da-da, has that decreased your desire for partnership? It may have kind of kept you strong from dialing up people that you don't want to dial up and being impulsive, but once all that stuff comes down, 
and you're reaching a moment where you're like, you know, let me go and try again. You're going to reach out and try again. And you're going to find the same type of person because you haven't been doing your, your, your work and you haven't gotten tools and you haven't gotten support and you've been trying to do it on your own. And you're going to get with the same type of relationship and be like, how, see, this is why I don't do relationships. It's not that relationships are bad and unhealthy. And it's not that you are getting what you deserve is that you actually don't know what you deserve. So you're taking less and you're trying to make it work. You're trying to play, build a Play-Doh castle with fucking kinetic sand. I don't know. That's just going to like, it's not as sturdy. Um, well, I guess unless you have containers, but you get, I'm not going to re-record that. You, you get my metaphor. So lack of modeling of not seeing what it is like to embody love and to be loved makes us more susceptible to being in relationships with partners who don't value us and may embarrass us in public. Um, other one is low self-worth. So sometimes we will not even register it and not catch the insults that people are throwing at us because it's what we feel about ourselves. So if Hey, we hope you're enjoying the podcast so far. Let's take a quick break to say thanks to this week's sponsors. As our country continues to grow and make new meaning of the intersection between current and historical events, it is so important to stay connected to the voices and the leaders who are influencing what progress, connection, equality, and truth mean to us as Black people. The next generation of influential Black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of Blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's Black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the Black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collection, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. Every episode is a living account about what it means to be Black today, told from a unique Black perspective. From Bobby Shmurda to The Wire, Michelle Obama to reparations, there's no limit to the range of Black stories, Black Truths. Black perspectives haven't always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection from some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the Black experience. Here are a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center Black voices. It's NPR Noir. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as varied, nuanced, and Black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths on NPR, wherever you get your podcasts. When healing from an intimacy disorder, one of the first things you have to do right after getting clear on your patterns of addictive behaviors, avoiding behaviors, and living in deprivation is clearing out the roots that caused it, clearing out the experiences, the traumas, the narratives that have kept you stuck all of these years. In my signature coaching program, The Recovery School, you have the opportunity to reveal the sources of low self-worth, to learn about how old roles in your family have resulted in codependency, shutting down, and not letting others in, and also to learn how to talk to and connect to your inner child in a way that is soothing and healing. This is the next step to reframing the old stories that have plagued you for years to evolve to being a healed and loved woman and having access to the love and the relationships and self-worth that you've always wanted. Learn more and get started by going to therecoveryschool.com. Again, that is therecoveryschool.com. I feel like I'm an average woman and my man calls me average, but that's okay because I love you for everything that you are. I'm going to feel like, oh, well... Ladies, I am so excited to share that for this podcast episode, I've partnered with eHarmony, the dating app that helps people find real genuine connection. And for me, this app has absolutely held true to their promise, connecting me to a truly incredible relationship and partnership with someone who truly gets me. Dating apps can be so hard when it comes to filtering through persons who you may not have anything in common with or who may not be super serious about the process and committed. With eHarmony's one-of-a-kind compatibility quiz, you get a baseline standard in every match of your compatibility around values, communication styles, likes and dislikes, energy levels, and so much more. My experience with eHarmony has always been superb with not only the quality of men I was matched with, but also with our compatibility when dating, eliminating the stress of feeling as if I was wasting my time. So join the dating app that helps users find their most authentic relationships. eHarmony, get who gets you and start free today. 
Hey, we hope you're enjoying the podcast so far. Let's take a quick break to say thanks to this week's sponsors. Thank you, baby. Like, I love you. I'm so in love with you. Like, he sees all of me. Beloved, no. (laughs) No. That. (laughs) Hold on. Let me pause and get myself together. Beloved, I need you to no matter where you go, no matter what you're looking like, I don't care what size you are, whether or not you feel like you're too small or too big. I don't care what age you are. I don't care how much money you got, what your credit score is. I need you to know that you are a queen. And if a man is dipping it low, picking it up slow with you, and he calls you average, he needs to go, he needs to move. Access denied. Sorry, we're closed. Bye-bye. Next caller. Thank you for playing. You're done. Right? Like, ain't no way. Ain't no way. You are the you are the moon in the sky. You are the stars. You are the sun. That's who you are. Nothing less, girl. Nothing less. It is years ago, back when I was more into the church and religion. One of the books that I read, which I'm very grateful for because I really feel like it introduced me to God and to spirit. And that's a conversation for a different day. One of the books that I read years ago um, that low-key introduced me to feminine energy, and I guess planning to see for later, was a book called Captivated. And I want to say the author's name was Stacey Eldridge. And so I was like pouring into everything about God and about who he is and everything. And that was the first book that introduced that God was bigger than this male identity, but that God had feminine energy and and masculine energy. And I'm very, I'm very much going to simplify those words to, to vocabulary that works for me. Um, so hopefully you forgive me if this is a book that you read, or this is not words that you would use if you were describe it. But it introduced me to the fact that God is multifaceted and he has feminine energy and masculine energy. And so the masculine energy is what many people think of when they think about God. Not everybody, but many people. So as far as like the the strength and the power and like um, the protector and even the vengefulness, well, maybe not vengefulness. I'm going to tell you why not vengefulness in a second. Um, but... Um, like that kind of guidance. But God is also about feminine energy. So when we look at the beauty of the world, when we look at the peace that he promises, when we look at um, the desire for God to be worshiped and adored, all of that is us, is, is feminine. It's all about what is natural to the feminine being, right? So that's also why no matter, even if you're or maybe especially if you're super religious in whatever area, super spiritual, if anyone is ever dishonoring you by dishonoring your beauty and your value and the place you have in this world is suspect. That's suspicious. It's suspect. And we need to pause and look at that. We need to pause and look at it. Anybody who feels comfortable telling you that, that's different than hey, baby, how do I look in this dress? And some of us may have partners who lie and say, you look great. And some of us have partners that are like, oh, let's let's pick a different one. How about that blue one, right? Who's going to give feedback in like a gentle way. Like they're not going to lie to you and because they, they want you to look beautiful. They want to feel proud to have you on their arm. They want all this, right? But someone who's going to de- demean you and call you unattractive either directly or indirectly and dishonor the value that you bring to his or her life outside of all that? No. No, 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 no. We don't do that here. But again, the reason why we may not catch it is if we believe those things ourselves. So I teach here all the time that we are, relationships are a mirror. So I can spend time, and this is something I didn't say earlier that I'll say here. We can spend time if we do catch it. We can spend time trying to fight with the person and like give them the silent treatment. Like, I can't believe you said that in front of everybody. I can't believe you did that at this family gathering and said that. I can't believe this and get and do all that. Right. 
But part of it, yes, they did wrong. So what I'm about to say is not about us taking ownership for what they did. But it is about if we truly knew our worth and that that shit doesn't fly, then the consequences may be different than just I'm not going to talk to you for a week until I get tired or until you buy me something or until, you know, we have to talk about something and then we just ease into it and I give a, um, an empty ultimatum about something or other, right? We need to get our internal self-worth and value up to where if anyone starts to do any of that negging, which is also a form of um, insults, but they feel like they're, they're presenting it as compliments, but really they're s- slowly chipping down uh, your self-worth and who you are. Um, and it, if it's so subtle where you're not connected to your self-worth that you don't even realize it. You think they're really just giving you feedback to be a better person and you may feel really loved in that moment when really they're starting to set the stage for you to realize that you're lucky to be with me. Um, you're lucky to be receiving love. You're You're kind of mid, right? But once I understand how amazing I am and someone says something like that, I'm like, are you new here? Like, wh- what? Where are we? What are you saying? I, it's just, I just don't comprehend. Like, I don't give time and energy, my body, my money, my space, my breath to people who don't understand what they have in front of them. That's a you thing that you got to get your eyes fixed, homie. You got to go and figure out what's wrong with your thermometer and your temperature or, or, it's not even that 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 crucial. Maybe what you just told me is that we ain't the right fit. Maybe you have self-selected yourself out of it and you need to find someone who is the person that's going to make your heart beat really fast when they walk into the room because it ain't me. And if you want it to be me, you're not going to treat me like the ketchup pack that you just found under the table. I am deserving to be taken care of. And, and and treated and loved. The other reason why we may, which leads to the third reason why we may take this, um, or why we may not see this type of degradation, and then I'm going to give some more examples uh, to hopefully connect all this together. The other reason is that we do catch that this is really fucked up. So that's where like the silent treatment and all that other stuff comes into play at. But our standards for entry is so low. It is low. It is, you know, people talk about the bar being um, in hell. It's like through the earth core. It's like swimming around in the lava. Like it's like, it's, dang, it's burnt up. Like it doesn't even exist, right? What I'm saying, y'all, what I'm saying is not optional, And I can really just attest to, and here's where I'm going to talk personally. I can attest to, these are some of the things that a younger version of Sheena that wasn't aware of everything that she was, thought were nice to haves. From what was modeled to me and what I saw and what I believed I was worthy of myself, I thought that'd be really nice, but girls like me don't get that. Women... And my family don't get that. Or women who look like me or whatever, whatever, whatever the reasons were, whatever the qualifications were that I felt like I didn't measure up to it. I lived in relationships where I tried to be the good girl, the good partner, um, the good whatever without those things. And this is why I have told you and this is why any other woman who's lived in this place or maybe you yourself This is a slow death. This is, again, our God-given desire and need is to be beautiful and to be cherished and to be seen. And that is across whatever your gender presentation is now. Um, If you were born with uh, assigned female at birth and either you have transitioned or you are masculine identifying, even then, my mask ladies... You feel your best when that fade is clean, when those shoes are fresh, when the shirt is crisp. Like, 
it is it is still that's still the energy of beauty and and vision and grooming and pleasure that is still feminine energy right and and that's why men who um take super super good care of themselves sometimes they there's jokes made about them about them being very feminine even if they're like super masculine with like or or super muscly I should say versus masculine super muscly with like a whole bunch of facial hair because that is part of the feminine divine right and so if anyone treats you as less than being valued and a jewel and treasured that is a red flag. It goes against your core and you trying to live without a core need is going to continue to eat at you. You're going to feel depressed. You're going to feel undervalued. You're going to feel lonely even in the company of this person, right? So it's really important for you to find someone who likes you and loves you. And that does not that does not mean this fairytale life that shit doesn't happen, that disagreements don't happen, that y'all don't look each other and not like, not like each other sometimes, but they for damn sure better protect you. They for damn sure better honor you and you better be doing the same. So here are some other examples of humiliation, embarrassing, depredation that needs to be used, seen as a red flag, and my love, beloved, If you have accepted this for a week, for a month, for 17, 25 years, I need you to start the process right now and forgiving yourself and letting that shit go because you didn't know. You most likely either didn't have anyone tell you this or if you did, you were so caught up in the trauma of this and you just trying to survive in the trauma of this that you couldn't hear it. Our bodies, when they are in trauma, emotional trauma included, is shut down, it shuts all information down that's not gonna help us move forward. And if you felt like that this was the only relationship that you could be in, that you needed to stick it out and make it work, that you had committed to trying to look at your part or whatever else, there is nothing that anyone could have said that would have helped you move forward because you weren't ready to, but now you are. And praise God that you are. And so you... Harping and shaming yourself is not going to help you move forward. It's actually just going to join in with maybe the things that you um, may have been told or maybe you believe about yourself. And shame has only kept us sick. Shame never moves us forward. Okay? So understand you didn't know. You didn't know what you didn't know. But now we're moving towards some education and light. So in addition to these public social media posts, other signs of being embarrassed by a partner and not being protected is what I should say, um, is that they cannot say something good to you until after you fight it out of them. Fight it out of them. So this probably should have been the one that said at the end, but I'm going to say it right now. If you are with someone and you have kind of like an inkling that they really feel resigned to be with you, that they have kind of settled to be with you, that you're just like a duty, like you're like you know, the consolation prize. And it feels like this isn't just the season that your relationship is in, the ebbs and flows of what happens with long-term committed monogamous partnerships. But it just feels like this is just truly like the energy of it. If you go to him, her, or them, and you're like, what's something that you like about me? And it's during like an actual, you're not like doing it during a game or you're not doing it when like y'all in very intense heated argument or something, but it's like a calm, neutral time when y'all are having a conversation together. And that person cannot think of anything nice to say. And so they, um, a fight comes out of it. And then after y'all go back and forth for a little bit, maybe he, she, or them, they can say something positive about you. If it's always a fight for them to be kind to you, pay attention to that. If outside of the public posts, they have no problem yelling at you or raging at you in public, uh, picking fights with you in front of family and friends, making you feel really small in front of family and friends. Here's the thing. This doesn't always just happen with people who are narcissist abusers. This happens with good, what you may describe as good men and women 
again, people you may describe as, I might not describe them as that, but you might describe them as from what your perspective is right now, good men and women who just lose their temper. And here's at giving the benefit of the doubt. If this is someone who loses their temper, you need to think about whether or not when you want to be with a partner that when they lose their temper, they get to that level mean and nasty. Going back to the third thing I said about reasons we may not see it is because our standards are so low. If there's anything in you that's like, well, everyone gets mean and nasty sometimes. Girl, abuse and degradation is different than, fuck, you get on my nerves. Or, oh, like, I can't stand you. Or you always, like, raising your voice or doing something like that is different than attacking you at your identity and at your core and saying and doing things in front of other people that just make you feel so small. What I was about to say is that doesn't always just happen with narcissistic abuse, narcissistic narcissistic abusers that can also happen with good men and women who might actually be really good people but if they are in relationships with people that they don't really love and respect and you're a placeholder because they don't have that emotional connection to you to actually keep you and protect you then that's when that stuff starts to come out when they start to feel heavy when they start to feel trapped um, when they start to feel like you know, you're a burden again, not because you are, but because they are not either doing their own inner work to work through their avoidance, or they have been stringing you along and keeping you along and kind of doing just a little bit of stuff to keep you there and then pulling it back um, because they're too afraid of being alone or they feel like they owe you this because they've been spent so much time with you or y'all got kids together. I have not met anyone ever who has been in this type of partnership who left that type of partnership where they were on the receiving end of this and felt anything less than free after they went through their healing period. Because the emotional drain and depletion of that, of having to do the emotional energy to try to excuse the abuse that's happening and then try to like repair and like piece together your own self-worth after being talked to and treated this way, not only by your partner, but in front of other people. Girl, the, the, the way you're able to breathe when you're out of that is, is priceless. It's, it's scary because you don't believe that that's true. And when you have so many examples of struggle love or people who are in very healthy partnerships who went through a period of struggle and you're using them as a model and you're like, okay, we just got to stick it through. It's going to get better without realizing that they didn't have the same ingredients that you, that you're working with. Right. Or They have more ingredients that you don't have. Like they had all the ingredients to make a souffle cake and you only got, you know, eggs and water and you're trying to make the same thing that they make. Not realizing that you're several ingredients short and you got to step out and be with someone who actually has got the rest of it for you to make something beautiful from what you bring and what they bring. So yelling and raging, also slick things that they may say to you um, or using you as the butt of jokes and for conversation. So anytime, anytime I'll say this and then give the disclaimer for it. Anytime your partner, the way that they make light and the, their personality is based on how much of a shrew you are, how much of a burden you are. Can y'all believe I have to deal with this? Or yes, like what do you need? Or rolling your eyes or just whenever in private conversations, they either do say negative things about you or they're perfectly okay with other people coming to negative conclusions about you and never trying to defend you and not shutting that shit down. Red flags, red flags. The disclaimer I was going to give that I'm going to give now is there are, every couple has their own different sense of humor levels and what's, what's good for them and what's not. Um, level of sensitivities, maybe one partner is more of a jokester than the other one, or both of them, you know, they, they take shots at each other, but it's, it's all love, right? They love hard. Um, they fight hard. So that exists. But if it is the way, like the way 
and there's no praise that's ever mixed up in there. There's no apology. They may say these things publicly, publicly, but never apologize to you in public as well. There's never any um, proof of remorse, and that is a constant belittling of you, and you, you're treated as other when other people are around, whether it's family, friends, or otherwise. Pay attention to that. So notice I'm telling you to pay attention to it. I'm not telling you what to do. I just want to kind of plant a seed for you to consider that maybe it doesn't have to be this way and maybe you deserve more and maybe this person, maybe there is something underlying for y'all to talk about and resolve. Maybe it is fixable. That is something for a couple's therapist for you to, to figure out. Everything in my gut makes me want to throw up at saying that, <laughs> but I'm just, just being honest because I just, <sighs> people know what they feel and what they say. And sometimes in some situations, they will be honest with you and tell you that they feel a certain way about you. And sometimes they won't either because they're not aware of it themselves or they are, but they're trying for whatever reason to like stick it through. They're afraid of being alone. They feel obligated to stay. It is a routine practice for people when someone asks, is everything okay for them to say it's fine, right? Just think of how when people ask you, um, how are you doing today? You're supposed to say I'm okay. That's that's the unspoken rule, right? You don't, if you're at Target and someone's like, how are you doing today? You're not so really you're not supposed to really tell them how you're doing. <laughs> Which I know is like one of the running jokes. Like you keep there's like boundaries for that. And so but anyways, just in like these conversations, we're all routinely trained to just give these automatic responses versus telling the truth sometimes. So that's why it is imperative. Many of us we we only have until we do our work, we can have either two two valves. Either I'm someone that I overshare everything when someone asks me or or shares any type of interest in me. So I get it all out. And some of us, we don't get nothing out. So everybody gets the pocket response. I'm fine. Everything's great. Everything's good. How are you? And you don't really know how to share and be vulnerable with yourself. So there's a middle ground. So sometimes people are not honest with you because they don't know what to say. They haven't done their work. I mean, it can be any kind of reason. So see a therapist. See a coach like me, do something, get some type of outside opinion outside of you because sometimes we can't see, we don't know what we can't see. And we just need someone to just let us know that perhaps there's a different way. So that's what I got for y'all. We are at an hour of me recording this, so I'm gonna stop here. If you find that you are in repeated relationships like this or similar, if I've said things that just sparked this memory and this memory and this memory, and you are scared to try again, you are out there and you still keep getting the same thing, and or you are in a relationship with someone and you're like, is this really me or is this them? And these are the, type, the types of things you want to work through. This is what we do in the recovery school at the time that I'm recording this and I'm about to post it is still in my birthday sale for the program. So you can join, join the community, join in with our group calls, watch our group call replays, ask questions in the community, and more than anything, follow our curriculum and system that really talks about this is where these types of things come from. This is what we do instead. This is what we tell ourselves. These are the tools that we use. This is how we use the tools. This is how we communicate what we need. And we're there. We're there to support you. I would love to have you. You can go to therecoveryschool.com or you can go to blackgirlsheal.org slash program or just the main website um, and you can get started today. Okay. Join our community. Introduce yourself. Look around if you want to, but you can go ahead and get started with the curriculum immediately. So that's it, y'all. I'm sending you so much love. Please understand that you are queens. I love you. Again, Sorry to anybody I called the B word that was like, <gasps> and clutched your pearls. I understand that I said that and laughed and replace it with the word beloved. <laughs> okay. That's it for now. I will see y'all in the next one. Take care. 
everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.